Hello and welcome to the debate show, episode two. I am Gav Mack and that is Omar Zidane. What's good, Omar? How you doing, sir? You alright? I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. Just have a fresh trim. Yeah, so, you're, uh, looking, you're looking looking a bit sharp there, bruv. Oh, don't, even, don't even go there, mate. Don't even go there. <laughs> Honestly, oi, these boys, they're so good. So, so good. Milano's Barbershop, Northampton, my boy, Razvan, he sits in chair two. So, oi, if you're ever in Northampton, Omar, yeah, and you're looking for a trim, I don't want you to cheat on your barber and stuff, but you've got to go check him out. Oh, it, is, it, is, out. it is what it is. It is what it is. If I'm there and I need a trim, then why not? Make it happen. Make it happen. Wait, 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 who's your barber? Where, who, who, do you, who do you get trimmed well, by? The thing is, I'm, I moved. All right, so I had a set barber I was going to for about 15 years. Um, I moved. Sorry, he moved shop first. Mm. And he became very, very popular. And I, I still made the effort to go. And then um, he just got too popular for me. People were queuing up from like 5 o'clock on a Saturday morning. That's long. Yeah, so and I've moved now as well, and I'm just still looking for a set barber. But there are a couple of guys in Brixton that um, I go to on the way back Brixton from the place for work. And Brixton is the place for myself, trims. Mm, do I really want to go there? I thought, why not? Let me try it. You know what? I was going back every week, up until lockdown anyway. There you go. That's what happens. That's what happens. Hey, look, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's going along the bottom of the screen. It's at Turk Top Football, at Turk Top Football on all social media. And make sure on the 14th of September, you download Soccer Manager 2021. We've actually got one of their boys on the show in the next week or so as well. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll be able to find out lots more about Soccer uh, manager 2021 what has been updated from last season and what you've got look to, look to what you've got to look forward to in the future get your words out gav right it's the debate show so we've got a couple of subjects that we want to talk about first of all we have to mention community shield winners i still like to call it the charity shield arsenal big up the arsenal there big 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 um one each the game finished after uh, after 90 minutes and Arsenal, well, I said not just Arsenal, there were nine perfect penalties in that mm -hmm. game. And I actually felt sorry for Brewster a little bit because, you know, he just got off the bench, he slapped the bar with his penalty. But first of all, Aubameyang's goal. Wow. Class. Wow, wow, wow. But do you know what? Because I was watching that first half in the barbershop because the queue was oh, quite yeah. long. But I was so dedicated to get my hair cut by Razvan. Yeah, I, ain't good, yeah. <laughs> I ain't even lying. I looked at the top. I got in there at quarter three and all the chairs were like, do you want to trim? Do you want to trim? I was like, no, I'm waiting for chair two, mate. I'm waiting for chair two. So yeah. I, that's what I ended up doing. But I watched the, I watched the, I watched the game in the first half, uh, the first half in, in the barbershop. And I was getting really annoyed because Arsenal were playing it out from the back. And I'm not a big fan of playing it out from the back. It doesn't weigh mm -hmm. to be honest. So I was sitting there watching on my phone going, stop playing it out the back. Next thing you know, the ball's over at Saka's feet. He, he switches it to Aubameyang and he just, what a sublime finish. It shows why we need him signed up. Quick time. Signed a ting, man. Signed a ting. Yeah. Um, Minamino scored his first goal for Liverpool as well. Mm -hmm. It's a bit scrappy, but he still did well to finish it. But the main question is, should the Community Shield be scrapped? I don't think so. No? no. Why not? Well, all right, so this is my take on it. 
I'm, I'm quite a traditional person. Um, so in terms of a curtain raiser for the season ahead, I, I think the game should still be there. My issue with it is the managers, and this isn't directed at Klopp or Arteta, it's directed at everybody. Yeah. They still use it as um, pre-season training. But that's the issue. It's pre-season. It's like a training match. So well, it's, it's, it's only supposed to be one week before the season starts. I know true. everything's a mess now, but mm. what's the likelihood of it being a mess again next season? I looked at that game and, hey, look, I want Arsenal to win every single game that they play. You know, it's There's no two ways about it. And I know that deep down that Liverpool fans would have been very happy if they won that game. Of course they would have. Yeah. Because, because they didn't win, they don't really care. And I am <laughs> sort of on the I'm sort of on the fence with it. I was a little bit annoyed by how excited and happy the Arsenal players were by winning the Community Shield. However, when I saw Van Dijk's face, Mane's face, Fabinho's face, how angry they were. They, they, they were gutted. They were absolutely devastated. I think it means more to the players than it does to the fans. I've always said the Community Shield, it... It, it is bottom of the pile when it comes to a priority list. Yeah. If you count all the trophies that you're able to play for over the course of a season. But it's at the beginning of the season mm. and it's still a trophy or a shield or whatever. It's something you still put in your cabinet. It's silverware, it's silverware. And it it can only breed confidence. It, it instills a winner mentality, doesn't it? And uh, yeah. I think that's the thing. We, we everyone took the Mickey out of out of Tottenham for winning the the Audi Cup, but <laughs> by winning it, it was installing a winning mentality. You want to win every single game. Every every sports person does. I play. I play. Uh, I play darts. Um, I'm trying to get back into snooker. I've put in a good four and a half five hours in the last week or okay. so of snooker. I'm trying to get back into it. And every sport that I play, every game that I play, I want to win. And I think that is just the sporting mentality. It's not about playing to take part. And the, I think the fans with the Community Shield in particular, you know, you'll have Man United fans, Chelsea fans, um, Tottenham fans, any fan that wasn't an Arsenal or a Liverpool fan going into that game thinking, we are watch it because it's live football. But other than that, I really couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. When you when you don't win it, you have the same mentality as everybody before. But when you do win it, it's like glory, glorified. We've we've yeah. just done this. We've, we've we've won. So yeah, I I don't know whether it should be scrapped. I think it needs a little bit a bit of a reform. And um, I was talking to someone the other day. I really can't remember who it was. Um, I think it might have been my mate John. Anyway, regardless, what they should probably do is change it up a little bit and turn it a bit like Emirates Cuppy sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and have four teams in it. You can maybe but have the, the League show... Cup winners, the FA yeah, Cup, the Premiership. And, and the Championship winner. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know what? That's a good one because I was struggling to find a fourth team there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like then, don't get me wrong, like if... Uh, a team has won the double or something like that then a bit like how you normally do in the in, in the community shield anyway you'll have um first versus second yeah. but i think there needs to be more more to it and a little side note from that as well actually 
excuse me, it's not on the Community Shield. It's on the European Super Cup because the European Super Cup is now played between the winners of the Champions League and the winners of the UEFA Cup. Whereas, well, so Europa League, I should call it. Um, get with the times gap. But it used to be the Cup Winners' Cup. Now, I feel like the winner of that should then go on to play in the World Club Cup to make it more interesting rather than the Champions League winner. That would allow people to take it more seriously. Well, it should make people this is take the it thing. a bit more seriously. I'll get where you're going with that. Yeah, you've got, got to take it seriously. Um, Esther Stimson's watching the show. She said snooker is not a sport. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It bloody well is. It bloody well is. Anyway, what else has been happening in the world of football in the last few days? Ah, yes. Um, Donny van den Beek looks like he's about to sign for Manchester United for mm-hmm. a dirt cheap price of £40 million. I know there's a pandemic going on, but £40 million is an absolute snip in nowadays football. Some people don't know who Donny van der Beek is. So, who is Donny van, Be- van der Beek? He is a fantastic midfielder. He can do everything in the middle of the park, whether he plays in the six the eight or the 10. He can score goals, he can tackle, he can chop. He has played over 150 games for Ajax. He's only 23 years old. Yeah. How can he improve Man United? Who can't improve Man United? That would be the question. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so the, I, I never knew anything about this until I think it was late last night. Mm. It's all a very quick move. Was, all the talk was um, Donny will be going to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because Kuman wants him there. Kuman's just gone in. He wants him the Dutch thing and all that. Last season, pre-season, he was supposed to be on his way to Real Madrid. Now, yes, you don't speak right. to, the, to these teams, these three teams, if you're nobody. Mm-hmm. Exactly I've been that. watching this guy from not this season, the previous season. Mm-hmm. Um, eighteen, nineteen, yeah, in the Champions League especially, and he is like you said, he is a he's a box to box midfielder. Mm-hmm. He can play the nine, um, six. He can play the eight. He can play the ten. He kind of reminds me when he's around that ten position. He kind of reminds me of a classy Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah, because he scores the same type of goals. He hasn't yeah. got as many goals in his locker as Frank Lampard has. We know no. this. Frank Lampard is an absolute enigma of football. But you're right, just the way he sort of ghosts in on the edge of the box and either picks a pass or or, or buries it in the back of the net. I think this is a really, really astute signing for, for Manchester United. I, w- I was struggling, though, to find where he would fit in this team because obviously you've got Fernandes on great form. Pogba was playing well um, after the lockdown. His um, agent has come out and said he's he's definitely staying this season. Fred had a great season um, last season. Fred is underrated. Played a lot better as well. Mm -hmm. How do... Because for me, I know we said this before, Matic or Fred has to play. Yes. Now, I don't know what formation he's planning on going with. Um, United traditionally go with a four-four-two. Have they changed it recently? For me, I think if you are, if you know that, well, we know that Bruno Fernandez is going to start. 
100%. And he's going to play sort of in behind. So then, is it Pogba? For me, it's either Pogba or Van der Beek in the the eight. So in the six, then McTominay can't do that job. No. He can, but not as well as as Matic. Yeah, exactly. Not as well as Matic. Matic is 32 this season. So then... This is why I still feel that Man United are missing out on, on an Ndidi type of player. That's who they should be looking for. Um, Stu Allen is watching the show. Um, Van der Beek won the most penalties in the Eredivisie for last season. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. So, therefore, that's why they signed him. <laughs> that's exactly why they signed him. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I like Van der Beek. I think he is going to be an absolute gem in the Premier League. As I said before, he's only 23 years old, which, to me, tells me that Manchester United are really focused on looking rather for the future rather than for now. However, they have the talent in their locker that can do it now. There's also a little mention that Upamecano could potentially be on his way to Manchester United. And Tonali, who is meant to be the next Pirlo, who is currently at Brescia and going on loan to AC Milan for the season. But there's a potential that, yeah, there's potential that, uh, that Manchester United might be able to sweep in. The loan move will still go ahead, but for the beginning of the 21-22 season, Tonali will be a Manchester United player. I was under the impression that it was a done deal. He was going to enter, basically. It's, it's, it's going. Yeah, that's what. That's what I love about silly season. This, this didn't season. want him. And the thing is, we still got thirty-five days left of the of yeah. the of the transfer window, the window at yeah. the time of recording. So therefore, you know, there's still going to be a lot of silly, silly moves that are going to be happening out there right now. But let me tell you something. If if I was able to take one midfielder under the age of 25, or just one midfielder regardless, mm-hmm. for my team, apart from Kevin De Bruyne, it would be Tonali. 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 going to be amazing. What, what I love about Tonali, he's been able to stand out in a relatively, relatively poor Brescia side. Brescia, yeah. who squeezed ahead of Palermo, uh, my, my team in Italy, um, a couple of years back to get back into Syria. I I think, I, I think if to get the best out of Tonali, I still feel that Manchester United, if, they, if he does go to Manchester United, this is, would still need a chopper alongside him. So therefore, you will have you, you have to change your formation. You won't be able to play a 4-3-3. You'll have to play a 4-2-3-1. And yeah. in your two holding, you've got your deep line playmaker being Tonali because he can unlock doors, a bit like a Thiago, who there's a mention that Manchester United will be hijacking that as well. <laughs> yeah. They're on one. And then you still need someone... Once again, an Ndidi, an enforcer, someone who is going to just chop people in the middle of the park, square it to a Tonali, who will then unlock the door for a Fernandez or for a Pogba or, you know, squeeze it out wide to a Greenwood or, or a Rashford. You know, so I don't know. It's um, silly season brings out some crazy, crazy stuff, but it's, it's so enjoyable as a football fan just to see what's going on out there and, and just wonder who is going to make moves as to where. Well, what's your opinion on um, 
Ole? Um, I, I, I think, well, I really appreciate the fact that they've given him time because yeah. in football nowadays, you don't perform, you're out the door. Well, they came third last season. Who would have dreamt it when Arsenal beat Manchester United on New Year's Day that who would have believed that Manchester United at that point would come third and Arsenal would come eighth? No one in their right mind. They they went on a what was it a, a twenty or twenty one game and beat them. Twenty one, I believe. Yeah. Um, they only lost against uh, uh, Sevilla and and Chelsea. They're the only two defeats since the twenty second of January. Yeah. You know they're they're the most informed side in the league right now, uh, and so therefore, who do you look at? You look at the players, of course, because they're the ones that deliver on the pitch. But who's giving those instructions out? Ollie, I don't think he's had a bad time at all. I think he's everyone hates him. Yeah, I oh know. The thing is, when he first when he first came in, it was what sixteen games unbeaten or something like that. Ollie's at the wheel, all that sort of stuff. A little bit of dip in form, and it's like, oh, we need Ollie out. Calm down, man. Every team will have a dip in form. Of course, it will. Every, every season. Every, every season, season, one team will. Liverpool aside last season because they were just relentless. But when, but once they won the title, their form dipped. So, dipped, yeah. you know, yes, you can say it's because they won the title, hence the reason why their form dipped. However, their form still dipped. Every yeah. club, every club, it will it will happen to. Um, here's another comment: United add Van der Beek and and Upper Meccano, and they'll be in a title hunt. Stuart, they're already in a title hunt for me, and it's because of what they've done already. At the end of last season, that that whole run up from the twenty second of July uh, of January all the way to the end of the season. Because if you ask any Man United fan before the season started, you will come third this season and you'll get to a semi final. You get to three semi finals. You get to the League Cup semi final. Gets the FA Cup semi final, and you'll get to the Europa League semi final. Someone, if you said that to any Manchester United fan at the beginning of August 2019, they bite your hand off. You agree with that? Of course, it would. But Gav, I'm I'm going to disagree with you slightly there. Oh, I'm and I'm going to agree with Stuart. Not okay. so much about Donny, mm-hmm. but if I said this the other day, if they get a decent centre back in, they're in the title race. If um, the Leipzig boy comes in. Mm-hmm. They've been the title race, regardless of Donny. Upper Meccano might only be 2021. However, he is one of the best def- central defenders in world football right yep. now. He really is. I'll tell you what, why don't we um, why don't we uh, add a question to the to the debate show? Um, world class centre backs. Because I've been having a bit of an argument with a couple of people. World-class centre-backs. That's what we're going to talk about. Because there's a lot of stuff festering about Koulibaly. And I think Koulibaly is good. And that is it. He's 29 years old. He's been playing in Italy for the last couple of years. He is just, he's just a good centre-back. I don't feel 
that there is anything more to his game. And there's not many world-class centre-backs out there. Who would you put in the world-class category? Well, obviously Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. Um, He's number one. I'm not going to have a full-blown argument over that, but I would put Ramos there still. Mm-hmm. Um, Varane? See, I put Varane in that category as well. He had a bad game. One bad game. Yeah, one bad game. Him. He's allowed one bad game. Everyone is. This is what we're talking about, the form situation. Yeah. You allow one bad game. It doesn't mean that you are automatically terrible now. But Koulibaly, I just <laughs> feel that is... I've watched a lot of Serie A football. He's good. He's good. He's... You know, he's, no, oh, let me come in a bit of slack. He's better than good. But is he world-class? I don't see he's it. He's good, good and very good, isn't he? Yes, exactly. And I've had the opportunity to see him in the flesh as well. And he, 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 he was not, maybe he wasn't at the races though, those times when I've seen him in the flesh, but he has not stepped up at all. <clears throat> not for me. Not for me. Um, my boy, Kevin. Athletic, oh boy, what's his name? The Uruguayan at the back. Diego um... Godin. No, he's, he's, like, he's oh, no, Inter now. now, isn't he? Of yeah, he's, he's gone in now. Um, was he Ur- the Uruguayan boy? I forgot his name. Um, I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. Um, Jimenez. I've been linked with him recently. Jimenez? Yes. Yes, he's up there. He's world class. Yeah, very, very Luke, good defender he is. Lucas Hernandez, he needs to keep fit. Lucas Hernandez and and uh, and Laporte, both of those. Oh, Laporte stay- is amazing. Yeah, both of them stay fit. You are world class. They, they do everything they have... they're playing right now, but they're not world class for me yet. Who Laporte? Yeah, because of his injury record. All right. Yeah. It's right. only thing that lets him down. Only I do feel him. Liverpool ran away with that league due to his injury. City were suspect to the back, but they've been needing to to address that for a number of years now. So oh, yeah, yeah. It, you know, they they didn't replace company. They didn't even have someone that you could sit alongside him the whole time. You know, when Demichelis is walking out with, um, <laughs> with, with you know, uh, uh, and what's uh, what's his name? Um, and um, who was the other one? <clears throat> um, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So you can't really you can't really talk about that, Birch. But um, that is that was, that was a little shoe hint or shoehorn question uh, because we would like to talk about someone who was mentioned in our show on Thursday as one of the best players to be English and have less than 10 caps. And at that point, had not had a call-up to the England side, but he has now. And that's Jack Grealish. Does Jack Grealish deserve his call-up? Yes, he does. He does. The reason he probably didn't get a call up before, because I know he had a little bit of trouble last season off the field, and that probably played a, a part in it. Mm-hmm. But since then, the boy's been amazing. He, Villa were only still in the Premiership because of him, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. He created more chances than any other player, excluding Kevin De Bruyne. And that says it all. I hate to say this. Did you see his performance against Arsenal? Dude, I've been watching Jack Grealish for a very long time. Jack Grealish actually used to be a striker back in the day. Um, he, he and Callum Robinson 
um, oh, yeah. who um, is, is a good friend of mine, Callum Robinson. He plays for is is plays for Sheffield United. He was on loan last season to West Brom. He is like those two came through the ranks together at Villa uh, at, at Aston Villa, and they used to play up front together for the like, under 15s under 16s under 17s even for england under 16s under 17s under 18s they were both nine and ten those two off they went running um Callum robinson has still remained a, a forward um jack Grealish, for me hasn't found his position yet no and when he does he will excel at it because i think he's very good at the six the eight the ten he's also very good at the 11 and the seven you know so he needs to find out which one is best for him because the reason why 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 Southgate didn't pick him originally was because they had well they've got an embarrassment of riches you on the way. You've got um Well he was they were talking that he was gonna be playing in the same sort of position as as Rashford cutting in from the left. Whereas I think that it should be more we should be looking at Madison. We should be looking at Mount. Uh, you know, they're the sort of players that he should be sitting behind almost. I think he's better than both of them. Who? Personally, Foden. Phil Foden, another one. So how does Phil Foden get a call-up before Jack Grealish, who played every game last season? We know what Foden's talent is, by the way. Yeah. So it's not a dig at Phil Foden. It's more of a dig at why have you not picked Jack Grealish before? Yeah. Like I said, I, I feel it's due to the off the off field antics. Mm-hmm. Um, it, nothing more, nothing less. Because Southgate, for me, has been quite a good manager, and he's kind of picked players on a majority. He's kind of picked players who have deserved the call up. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of dealt with off the field situations quite well, apart from his Harry Maguire situation, which I don't think he dealt with, he dealt with correctly, wow. but. He's allowed an off day as well, I suppose. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. We're, giving, we're giving everyone a bit of a lie right now. <laughs> Going back to the subject, Grealish didn't get his call up due to off field. As far as I'm uh, concerned. There's a message from Kevin Backman, who is watching this show from Norway. We are worldwide, top, top worldwide. Um, the question is, what's the next step for Jack? If he stays at Villa, will he be held back? What do you think of that, Omar? Does he need to make a move? It's going to be tough now. And it's nothing to do with his ability. It's nothing to do with him as a player or, any, or anything like that. Um, nothing even to do with our field. It's to do with the whole COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Clubs are reluctant to spend to spend money at the moment. You know, you've got this story about Liverpool don't want to buy Thiago for thirty mil, and I'm like, what the hell? How yeah. can you not spend thirty mil on the guy? But if these clubs are having financial difficulty, then that's what it is. Um, they talk of Grealish and Man City because I can't see that Man United thing happening anymore. Not no. with the players that they're going for. Um, so yeah, there's talk of Man City. Um, do you think he should have went to Tottenham last season? Um, for the sake of his career, 
yes. But he's a Villa boy. He was a mm. captain. To to come up to the Premiership as the captain of a club you supported all your life, I don't blame him for staying. No, I don't blame him for staying either. He is Villa. He is Mr. Aston Villa. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's a weird one because I'm the first person to kick off about player loyalty. (laughs) However, if you are a player, you want to be better and you want to strive for more. You want to be the best that you can be. And I feel that he, if he stays at Villa, he'll be a Villa legend. 100%. 100%. Yeah, the, only way that it, the only way he loses legendary status at Aston Villa is if he were to join maybe a Wolves, you know, who are making power moves at the moment. But I feel that he has restricted himself slightly. He is only 24, so there's plenty of time for him to him make that. moves, do what he needs to do. But I feel that he needs to move still now, despite his call-up. I still feel that he needs to move on to better, better like the, a, 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 a greener grass. I really do. I think Spurs would be a great move for him, and I feel that he'll be able to walk into that Tottenham lineup right now as well. And maybe, maybe, why not have a little look at a move abroad? You know, for instance, I'm right. Hear me out before. You I say think I know what you're going to say. Go on. Barcelona are going through a rebuild right now. Why don't you go over there? Why don't you go over there? The, the, the technical level of the of La Liga is completely different to the Premier League. He'll be able to run through people the way he does at Villa. He won't be the most fouled person anymore because it's not they, they do chop a lot in, in Spain. But I feel that he will be able to get away with it a lot more if he was to go there. Now, um, Kev's also watching, uh, he's still watching, which is great. Um, Jack to Sevilla, maybe. I don't think they've got the money for that. Well, it depends because it's weird. Like English players have English tax, don't they? But when they move abroad, they don't go for as much money. So look at, look at Drew Bellingham. He, he, tur- he turns up at Dortmund for next to nothing. If Man United wanted him, they wanted 60, 70 million for him. Yeah. So, if uh, if if a Barcelona went out and said, "Oi, twenty-five million, here you go," and they say no to that, Jack kicks up the first, hands in a transfer request, and they get less than twenty-five for him, and off he goes to off he goes to Spain, and he'll tear it up. He would he would literally he would tear it up. He would excel us. Tear it up. He's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, while we're talking of La Liga. Um, Lionel Messi is in the news a hell of a lot because we don't know where he's going and what he's doing. Um, he's trying to get out of this contract, which expired, so to speak. Well, the the the, the edition ex- expired on the on the thirtieth of June. However, because of COVID, they're trying to sell it out a little yeah. bit. Um, do you think? Lionel Messi will stay at Barcelona this season. If you asked me this last week, I would have said yes. Um, 
I've been doing a lot of research on the whole Barcelona thing at the moment. Ronald Koeman mm-hmm. coming in, the president, Messi, just the whole setup there. Um, and like I said, if you asked me this last week, I would have said yes, because for me it was all a political thing. Yes. If he hands in his transfer request, the fans are going to be in uproar. Um, what's the guy's name? Bartomeu? Yeah, yeah Bartomeu, yeah. Yeah. He's got one year left as the president before the election. He's going to stand down, or the plan is to get him to stand down because the boss yeah. fans are not going to stand for it. As it's dragged out a bit more, this whole thing could be real. It could actually be really, really real. He's not going to go for 700 mil. No. Yeah. And I think that's what the other argument is, isn't it? Yeah, because La Liga have actually um, stepped in and said he has to go for his free. Mm-hmm. Unless Barcelona change their stance on it. Um, I, I, still, I, think, I, think, I think he's going to stay. You I still think I, he's going to stay? <laughs> I, I, I still think he's going he's gonna to be knocking around at... Uh, at Barcelona next season. I don't think that Barcelona would be stupid enough to allow him to go on a free. And they will say that you have to honour your contracts. Now, the only way I feel that this could change is if we end up going down the court of arbitration route. And will Lionel Messi and his representatives dig their heels in that much about a move. Look, he's getting a £100,000 fine daily for not showing up at the moment. You know, we know that Lionel Messi couldn't care less about the money. He earns enough money as it is. But Lionel Messi is one of those people that if it doesn't go his way, he throws his toys out the pram. How many times has he retired for the national side? I like Messi, but I'm going to agree with you there. I, I love Lionel Messi. I, I I wake up one day and Lionel Messi is the best player since best thing since sliced bread. And then the following day, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. And I still don't know which one is better. Um, that's a different debate for a whole different yeah. day. But Lionel Messi, despite all his greatness and everything he has done on the pitch and everything that we've seen. Or the trophies is won. He's a petulant little kid sometimes when it comes to these sort of things. Oh, I lost the game. I'm not playing anymore. Come on, mate. You're an adult. You're in your 30s. You can't do things like that. You can't do things like that at all. So things like that, it just winds me up. And I just feel that, I, I just feel that Lionel Messi... I, I do. I, I feel like it's another Lionel Messi meltdown, and he will stay. So, will the president still be there? Well, he's got until March, hasn't he? Um, that, that's when the elections are, aren't they? Um, and by then, it looks like Ronald Koeman might not be there himself. He's just given up the Dutch national job to go get his, his major gig at Barcelona. The same thing as well. I was like, mate, like, why would you give up your na- your national club for the club that you played for? I'm sorry. If I'm if I'm the England manager or or the Jamaican national manager, yeah, what? Um, then an Arsenal come knocking on my door. I'm the manager of my country. So, oh, I don't know actually. Off oh, the Arsenal job came along. 
Oh, I have to think about that actually. I, I tell you what. I tell you why. I, I still. I, I will still say he's a plum. Yeah, is he knows full well that election is coming in March. Yeah, and he's not going to be there after that. No, exactly. So because what's his guy's name? Is it Fonte? Yeah, he's he's literally. It's almost like he's just trying to play the game just to see what's going on. I don't Fonte's like. He's going to come in and he's going to bring in Xavi. Exactly. And Kuman's out of a job just yeah. before the European Championship start when yeah. he could have been taken away. When home. he could have been leading his country yeah. at the at the thing, yeah. yeah. So and it, and I, I can't imagine they'll turn around and say, ah, so right, you can have your job back. That Is job could have come up for him in the future. Yeah, exactly. Job. Yeah, exactly. You you could have waited until the next cycle because it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. Because that sort of thing happens at Barcelona. They like to promote from within. They, they kind of remind me of the old um, boot room, Liverpool. They like to do stuff with people who have some sort of connection to the club in the city. So he would have got the job at some point. Uh, Lawrence, who's watching the show, says, no, he won't stay at Barcelona. Um Messi for the president. I, I, I think he will. Um, oldest signing for City in many years. Um, two years signing for Tottenham. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Hey, look. Um, we just quickly. If have you, if he goes to City, mm-hmm. apparently the contract's going to be for three years. But there's some sort of clause in it that he'll have a further two years. At, um, is it New York FC? Yes, I did see that. I did see that. Or so, is it two at City and then three at either way? He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get paid a lot of money, and everything's gonna be happy, funky, hunky dory for him, irrespective. So, fair play to him. But um, that's uh, that's about it. All right, so I think I've just had a bit of a connection problem. He'll be back in a moment. Oh, someone else is joining us. Little malfunction, but he's here. There he's he is. Here. Um, where am I? There I am. Um, yeah, we're now on my iPad um, with, because my laptop just died. Um, but um, that was just it for us for tonight anyway. So uh, <laughs> it's worked out just right. <laughs> I love it when the host disappears. And that's what I love about live streaming. Um, but um, I've been Gav Mack. And that over there is the man, the legend, that is Omar Zidan. Thank you very much again for hopping no in and enjoying the show. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Everything's going on the bottom of the screen, at to Top Football on all social media. And make sure you download Soccer Manager 2021. Um, well, it's actually called Soccer Manager 21, 2021. Do you want to get it out anytime soon, Mac? Uh, but it's available at the, at, uh, the App Store. And also on Google Play as well. So it doesn't matter what phone, whether you've got a proper phone like an iPhone or a really crappy phone like an Android. Um, it doesn't really matter. You'll still be able to download it and enjoy it. Um, and did you know that if you put two up top into Google, our name comes up first? Nice, that, isn't it? Thank you. Gav. Oh, go for it. Your haircut looks a lot better on a laptop. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, we sort of like dipped. So, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And to us. All right. Take care, folks, people.